Why doesn't the hero reveal himself and tell us all your real name? You do have a name. My name is Gladiator. Oh, that's right, we all have a name, and this is Tim with the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giant Sports Talk Entertainment. It's a Wednesday video. I don't know what day it is. I haven't done a video in a couple days. Got a Nick video coming out later today. Wanted to talk about what we always talk about here, and that's the New York Football Giants. Got a couple things on my mind that I would like to pontificate about, of course. Um, I keep seeing these these stories coming out about the X-Factor for the Giants. I want to talk about a couple stories I've seen in the, me- in the media. Uh, the Giants' X-Factor. Who's the X-Factor on this team? Aziz Ojolari seems to be the one that everyone seems to be pointing their fingers to. Um, do I mean, honestly, if you want to think about this logically, and again, it's logically, you have to pick Daniel Jones as your X-Factor. The Giants have what some would refer to as a soft schedule. I never believe in the, the, the theory of, well, they have the 32nd-ranked schedule. Well, you know what? Sometimes bad teams turn good in a year, and that's kind of what you're hoping for the Giants. I remembered how we were going to roll through the league in the second half of the schedule last year, and that didn't work out too well, now did it? Because you don't know if injuries are going to happen. But if you're going to sit there and have an X factor, you're going to sit there and say, this guy is going to be the one that could be a make or break player for this team. You got to go with the quarterback. You got to look squarely at number eight and say, that's going to be the guy because you are going to win or lose with Daniel Jones. I like Todd Wright. I like Tyrod Taylor. I do. I like him as a player, but is he going to be a long-term solution for 12, 14 weeks or 10 weeks? I don't know. Is Daniel Jones going to be that solution? I mean, you have to, you if you logically think about it, you have to assume that you are better off with Daniel Jones under center than Tyrod Taylor, if you look at it from a football perspective. So that's one of the things that I, that, that, that um, when I was seeing these stories, I, I said, you got to go with, you got to go with the kid. You have to. Well, he's not even a kid anymore. He's 25 years old. But you got to go, and, and I know some ways it's a cop out, but, but you got to go with the quarterback. At least in my opinion, you have to go with the quarterback. You have to go with the guy that handles the ball the most. You have to go with the guy that's your field general. You have to go with the guy that is going to facilitate the offense. I, In some ways, I, I don't think it's a cop-out by going Daniel Jones. I think it's the opposite because anyone can pick a defensive player, a second-year defensive player, and say, that's going to be the guy. That's the X factor. No, you, you have to think about this from a logical football standpoint. And I think a lot of people don't want to talk about it that way. They don't they don't want they don't want to view it that way that because you have all these people that are on the Daniel Jones train. But the problem is these same people are looking for a quarterback in the draft. You have all these people that talk about everything the Giants did for to improve their offensive line because of the fact that it's going to be so much better now. I'm sorry, guys, there are still glaring weaknesses in your offense in our offensive line. There still are. You have Feliciano who is not going to be the ideal player to have at Saturn center. Excuse me. He's not, he's taking 300 snaps in his entire career. He's missed multiple games in two years. Glowinski almost got benched last year in Indianapolis. And he had basically a pedestrian career until he hit the Colts. So is he going to be what he was the years before he was a Colts or was he a system guy? like our old buddy Nate's older. Then you have Neil. You, you, you're, you're asking a lot from Neil at left, excuse me, at right tackle. 
then you have to hope that that the left tackle takes a humongous step forward. And then you have to look at, and then you're looking at hopefully the, the three draft guys, you, I mean, two draft guys outside of, of course, Neil, that they're going to come in and, and, and make a statement. There's still problems on that line. There's still problems in the receiving core. But all this is moot if Daniel Jones does not play well. So if you have to pick an X factor, you have to pick a guy that is going to have the greatest immediate impact on your team. And the person that's going to have that impact right off the bat, right off Jump Street, is going to be your quarterback. It just aggravates me when I, when I see stuff like that. It's like it, to me, it's to me that's lazy reporting. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick Kayvon Thibodeau as the greatest player the Giants are gonna have. Okay, so you're asking a lot for a rookie, but that's okay. We 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 don't want to think logic. We don't like some people don't like to think what they refer to as logically because I guess it's not a sexy story to write. It's just not. I I'm I I'm. I'm very interested to see what training camp goes on. And it's in about, we're about 20 days away from the start of training camp. I, I'm very curious about some position battles. And, and I'm not just talking about position battles. I'm actually referring to the fact that I'm talking about whole units. And one of the things I keep coming back to over and over again, and it keeps keeping me up at night, is the secondary. You've got to remember that Wink is going to attack. Wink is going to go after. Wink is going to do everything that he needs to do. What's your assignment? Kill the quarterback. Hit the tight end so hard his girlfriend dies. Kill everybody. And we've talked about this ad nauseum. You cannot generate a blitz and bring as many guys as you want to bring if you are not confident in your secondary. The Baltimore secondary had a bunch of pro bowlers. The Baltimore secondary had a bunch of guys that were professionals who had been in the league, professional corners and safeties who had been in the league for years. You have to remember, for all the good that Joe Shane has done, and he's done a lot of good for this team, and I, you got to give him all the credit in the world. This, it's almost like the fact that he is just kind of, I'm not saying he's going to wash his hands of the secondary, but he created the issues. He created the problems. He released Bradbury. I, I, I understand, you know, what, I, and, I, and I don't think, that was at a cap necessity. That probably wasn't a want, but he did release him. You, you took a professional top 10 CB1 and got rid of him. My mind, it would have been better to try to restructure the deal. But you've taken that away from him, and you are now putting a Dory Jackson as your CB1, who is one year removed from an ACL. You chucked, you chucked Logan Ryan out the door. Now, I think that's more of a uh, Joe, uh, Joe Judge personality problem, that he was worried that Joe Shane was at, uh, that Logan Ryan would, might, might be a cancer in the locker room and be a Judge loyalist. Now, I personally don't think that would have been the case because, you know, Logan's been in the league long, long enough. And he spent more time, I believe, in Tennessee than he did, you know, with, with, with the juggernaut. But, you know, he had declining skills, but he was still a cog. He was still a veteran president. He was still a guy that could be an in-the-box safety to go alongside of, your, you know, of Xavier McKinney. And then at the end of the day, you also people, for, people seem to forget because of his injury we let Peppers go. We let Peppers go to New England. So you've basically taken most of your secondary, your starting secondary, and moved away from it. 
and have gone a different. You've gone a different direction. And of course, we get, we got uh, what's the name? We got Dane Belton, the uh, safety out of Ohio State. I understand that, but again, we, you're going to rely on you're going to fully rely on a rookie safety to come in. You also have Cordell Flott that you're hoping that can come in, but he seems to be more suited for the spot. Excuse me, for the slot. So you're going to hope these guys are going to they're going to move forward and move forward rapidly. You got Julian Love, who got benched. People forgot, got benched last year and only came back via injury to play the slot. And you're going to hope that he is going to be in the safety mix. You got Aaron Robinson, who you're probably going to rely heavy on to be that CB2. I like Robinson a lot, but he's not very seasoned right now. And you're bringing, you're bringing, him, you're bringing him in and saying, hey, you know what? There's there's an opportunity, kid. You know, you go and take it. The problem is Wink runs, and we've said this a million times. He runs a man-heavy coverage. Man-heavy. That's the, that's the type of system he, that's the type of system he's run. And he puts a ton of pressure. We've talked about this ad nauseum. He puts a ton of pressure on a secondary. So you expect Yusef Corker to come in as an undrafted free agent? And set the world on fire. He might. I would love it if he did. He might. But the question is going to be: Can this? Can this happen? Can this? Can can this? Can this? This unit sit there and hold up to the rigors of seventeen weeks? Well, technically eighteen weeks, but you know, seventeen games. I don't know. I get I get concerned when you look and and like I said I know all positions are not going to be you know well suited because of our salary cap I understand I've already said it a million times to me this is a scratch year to me this is a year that you know what we it is what it is we get done when we get done I'm fine with it we went four games I'm happy because the Shane had to come in here and deal with this mess but we're not going to rely on Khalil Dorsey you're gonna you're gonna rely on Darnay Holmes who's more of a slot, again, more of a slot guy. You're going to rely on, what's his name, uh, the, the kid we picked up um, from the Eagles, which is uh, Michael Third. I can't think of his name. You're, you're going to rely on him. You're going to rely on Jaron Williams, Rodarius Williams, throwing Cordell Flott. These aren't names that are striking. This is not Lester Hayes and Mike Haynes, uh, uh, you know, sitting there in the secondary. These are I'm going to tell you this this is what this is what worries me. If we cannot generate a pass rush quickly enough and get to the quarterback in a short period of time, the secondary is going to be exposed. And I've said this before, I worry about it because if you this it, it's just one of those things that if you expose your secondary like this, it, it, it's it's going to be lights out. And you get a professional quarterback, you get somebody, you know, you get a Patrick Mahomes, you, you, you get a Matthew Stafford. Hell, you know, if you, you get Carson Wentz on a good day, they could t- potentially rip this secondary apart. So while, and this is all kind of tying into the X Factor. While you're tying this all into the X Factor, one player such as Mr. Ojolari is not going to make a per snap difference in regards to He's not going to make a difference on every single snap. He's not Lawrence Taylor-esque. And I watched Lawrence Taylor since his rookie year. And I'm going to tell you right this. Lawrence Taylor was a disruptor a majority of the time, but there were plays that he was a non-factor. That's just life. 
So if you're looking at someone that's going to be the X factor, you need to have someone that is going to have the most impact with the ball, the most impact when he is on the field, the most opportunity to be a game changer, to be a difference maker. And that's going to be your quarterback. That's going to, and now not, now not every team. It may not be, that might be the running back, but this team, the way they're suited, the way they're built, you're going to be run heavy. You're going to try to play great defense and you're going to hope your quarterback steps up. But the problem is you could do the, you could do the latter. And if the quarterback doesn't step up, it just goes from there. We got a big announcement coming, I think, uh, hopefully in a week or two. We're going to do a live stream to announce this. Uh, This is in reference to the August 21st um, preseason game. Uh, Of course, we're doing the the 40-yard challenge. Everyone knows what that is. I don't need to keep talking about my my awesome arm strength ad nauseum. Going to drop a perfect pass to James Williams from the 35-yard line, five yards into the end zone, one throw. On the field, but we're not talking about that yet. But if once if once we solidify the the news for the August twenty first game, we're gonna do a live stream and we're gonna talk about it. But again, this is Tim of the Online Big Blue bringing the best in New York Giants sports talk entertainment. And as always, if you could like, you can subscribe. You ring that bell, you think you're gonna that'd be awesome.